Amen. Okay. The 27th chapter of the book of Acts, starting at the 27th verse. On the 14th night, we were being driven one way and another in the Adriatic. In the Adriatic, when about midnight, the crew sensed that land of some sort was near. They took soundings and found 20 fathoms. After a short interval, they sounded again and found 15,000. Then afraid that we might run aground somewhere on a reef, they dropped four anchors from the stern and prayed for daylight. When the crew tried to escape from the ship and lowered the ship's boat into the sea as though they meant to lay out anchors from the ball, Paul said to the centurion and his men, unless those men, stay on board. You cannot hope to be saved. So the soldiers cut the boat's ropes and let it drop away. Just before daybreak, Paul urged them all to have something to eat. For 14 days, he said, you have been in suspense, going hungry and eating nothing. I urge you to have something to eat for your safety depends on not a hair or any of your heads will be lost. With these words, he took some bread, gave thanks to God in view of, of them all, broke it and began to eat. They all plucked up courage and took something to eat themselves. In all, we were 276 souls on board that ship. When they had eaten what they wanted, they lightened the ship by throwing the corn overboard into the sea. When day came, they did not recognize the land, but they could make out a bay with a beach. They planned to run the ship aground on this if they could. They slipped the anchors and let them fall into the sea and at the same time loosen the lashing of the rudder. Then hoisting the foresail, to the wind, they headed for the beach. But the cross currents carried them into a shoal and the vessel, and the vessel ran aground. The bowls were wedged in and stuck fast, while the stern break began to break up with the pounding of the waves. The soldiers planned to kill the prisoners for fear they, that any should swim off and escape. But the centurion was determined to bring Paul safely and would not let them carry out their plan. He gave orders that those who could swim should jump overboard first and get ashore. Then and the rest followed either on planks or on pieces of wreckage. In this way it happened that all came safe and sound to land. Amen, amen. May God add a blessing to the reading of his word. I want to talk to you about found at sea. I want to talk to you about found at sea. Amen. You will pray with me, won't you? God eternal lives here now again, thank you, learned son of sharecroppers and I need you now, Lord, more than I've ever needed you before. 
I need you, Father God, to be my strength and my redeem. I need you to be my lead and my God. I need you, God, to be my anchor, that hope. Now, Lord, give me strength. Allow me for just a little while to speak to your people and allow them for just a little while to hear the words of life that are found therein. In Christ Jesus' name, I ask that you add strength to me that I might stand, substance to the sermon that it would offer salvation to sinners and solidify the faith of the saints. Be thou now our Redeemer, in Christ Jesus' name we pray. Amen. When I was a little boy, one of my favorite shows was Gilligan's Island. Uh, Gilligan, the skipper, the professor, Marianne, Ginger, the movie star, uh, and the house, the billionaire, and the scientist, the professor. They set out on a cruise. I don't remember how the song goes, but uh, it says that the tiny a storm came and a uh, the tiny ship <laughs> was lost. It was tossed to and fro, and they found themselves on some exotic island. And every week, Gilligan and the skipper, I, I looked forward to seeing what Gilligan, what trouble Gilligan would cause now, what, what kind of hijinks uh, he would be into, uh, him and the skipper, what they would be fussing and fighting about, and and seeing if they were ever going to get off the island, seeing what scheme or what plan the professor would come up with to get them off of this island. It was often the highlight of my week to be able to sit and watch Gilligan's Island. And, and I used to wonder sometimes why they don't just fix the boat. But eventually, as you know, years went by, they finally got off the island. But it said that the ship was lost at sea. I want to talk to you about found at sea. In other words, uh, I want to talk to you about some things that you find out about God when you're at sea, when you're, when you're in the midst of the storm, there's some things that you find out about God that, that you can't find out about him on the safety of the land. In other words, I want to use the sea as a metaphor. For there are some things that you find out about God in the storm that God proved to you in the storm that you can't see it. He can't, he, he can't use sunshiny days to prove it to you. See, there are some things that, 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 that you have to find out about God uh, in hard times, not in good times. The record is, is that Paul had been sentenced to go to Caesar in Rome. He appealed after Agrippa said, I almost believe he, he appealed to now go to Rome as his right as a Roman citizen, and he caught this ship, a prison ship, and he told them when they started out, we ought not to leave, fellas. And, and sometimes there are some things you've got to go through. 
and 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 not for your own self, but you gotta go through it because of others and for others, because God wants to prove himself not only to you but to others. And so they started out, and when they started out, and, and you know how it is in any journey, in any thing there is that you start out and everything is all right. Everything is okay. But travel the road of life long enough. Travel the road of life just one more mile and then one more mile again and eventually the road begins to wind. The way gets hard. You find a hill here in a valley there. You find that the road begins to get a little rough and the road begins to get a little dangerous and you find out that there are some liars on the road, some, some thieves on the road, some, some murderers on the road, some mothers on the road and, 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 and only God, I wish I was in a family church, only God can bring you through. Well, there's a storm out over the ocean, and it had been moving their way. On the sea of life, there's always a storm out over the ocean, and, and, and you better believe that it's moving this way. And if your soul, if your soul, if your soul's not anchored in the Lord, aha, I wish I was afraid to drown. Sure, you'll be blown away. The Eurocladonian winds had begun to blow. And they were vastly off course. They could not be sure for 14 days of darkness and wind and rain exactly where they were or which direction they were going in. All they could do was pray for a day. And Paul, Paul on the ship with them. See, I, I want to stop right there and tell you, you better check your passenger list. <laughs> you ought to see, you You ought to find out who's traveling with you. You ought to make sure that you got some traveling companions on this journey that the Lord and, and the Lord goes in. You ought to make sure you got some people on this journey that, that they can get a prayer through that, that they and God is on a one-on-one thing. Jesus, I wish I was in a praying church this morning. You better check the passenger list. You, you better make sure that you got a man or woman of God. You got somebody on board in your life that, that in times of trouble, they won't panic. They'll pray. In times of trouble, they won't cause confusion. They'll call on the Lord. I tell you, you better check your passenger list and, and see who you got traveling with. Uh, I wish y'all were praying with me. And And as they traveled and the storm got worse and worse, it says, the text says, after 14 days, they didn't know where they were or what to do, but they were looking and hoping for that. The first point I want to make, and there are so many, but I want to make these three points that you discover about God. It's first that when you find yourself in the storm, you got to stay on the ship. Uh, the first, there were some men who, who, who thought the best way to escape the storm was to stay, to get off of the ship, to jump overboard. No, sometimes to survive the storm, sometimes to get 
to the store of Satan, you got to stay on board. You ever seen anybody as soon as trouble comes, they're ready to jump shit. They, they're ready to abandon the idea. As soon as, as soon as it takes a little longer to raise the money, they say, Pastor, we ought to give up on this. As soon as only five people show up to a program, you know, $10,000 to put on, they say, Pastor, we shouldn't do this no more. You can't abandon shit just because it's not going your way, because your plan is not God's plan. Your way is not God's way. I stop by to tell somebody, even though your ship is being tossed to and fro, what you can find out about God in the storm is that He is a sustainer, that He is a provider, that He is a protector, that He is a keeper of them that follow Him. The first thing you find out about God in the storm is that He wants you to stay on the ship. For you see, in, 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 in the story of Noah, only one window, the people who put up with the storm, the people who put up with having to clean up some mess, the people who put up with the smell of all of those animals, the people who had learned how to love one another and tolerate one another in the storm. See, that's where love comes in. That's where patience comes in. That's where understanding comes in. If we can talk this thing out in the midst of the storm, if we can work this thing out in the midst of the winds blowing, if we can, if we can work this thing out when the rain is falling, when the lightning is crashing, when the thunder is rolling, and we can talk about it, if we can talk to the Lord, if we can talk with each other, if we can do what the Bible says, come, let us reason together. We can reason with righteous talk, when everything is going wrong. The hemologist said, I got a feeling <laughs> that everything will be all right. And so the first thing we find out about God, beloved, is that he wants us to stay in the storm sometimes. That it's safer in the storm than it is in the sea. It's safer on the ship that's being tossed to and fro than it is in the uncertainty of the wildness and the whipping of the waves and the winds. That sometimes that God saves us by keeping us in the storm. But then, then the second thing, the second thing, the second point that I want to pull out is that not only did God need them to stay on board, but, but, but that God's promises are true and he proves his promise in the midst of your problems. Look at, look at what Paul says. Paul says, uh, the God I serve, I spoke to him and he promised me that not a hair on anybody's head will be lost if you stick to the plan. Sometimes instead of abandoning ship in the storm, what you gotta do is abandon your plan. Look at how many times people in the midst of the storm develop other plans and Paul said, no, abandon your plan. If, if y'all wanna save your life, abandon your plan of putting those little boats and going to safety. Abandon your plan of killing all of the other passengers. So sometimes 
You got to abandon your plan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because your ways ain't God's ways. You don't see the situation how God sees it. See, the problem is you are in the storm. What you don't realize is God is above the storm. You can't see because of the storm. God is looking at you through the storm. You don't know where the storm came from. God is the one who sent the storm because he wanted to show you how strong he is, how he can provide even in the midst of the storm, how he can keep you safe even in the midst of the storm. God sends storms to save us, not to destroy us. Sometimes the storm comes to strengthen us, not to hurt us. Sometimes the storm comes to lift our faith, not to bring us down. Sometimes, sometimes our salvation is in the storm. Sometimes our salvation is in the rainy day. Sometimes we can't appreciate the light until we're in the midst of the darkness. And so God says, I got a plan in order for me to keep my plan. You got to abandon no plan in the midst of the storm. Woo. I wish I was in a praying church. You got to give up what you want to do and give it over to the Lord. You got to forget about yourself. Concentrate on him and worship him. Look, look, look at what Paul did. Look at look at what Paul did. He told him, come on now, let's eat something. Let's sit down and let's have a banquet in the midst of the winds blowing. Let us have a feast in the fierce midst of the waves crashing against the sea. Come, let us eat together. Come, let us break bread together. And, and he says he took bread and broke it and he gave thanks to God. Come, let us worship him because if I can worship him when the waves are crashing, if I can worship him when the rains are falling, if I can worship him in the midst of the storm, if I can worship him when I'm being tossed to and fro, if I can worship the Lord, then, then he can bless me later while I'm going worship him in the storm so he can bless me on the dry land. I'm going Praise him in the storm so he can bless me on dry land. I'm going to shout hallelujah in the storm. So on dry land, all I got to do is say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I stop by to tell somebody, God desired this storm that you're going through just for you. This is your storm. He designed this storm for you. He sends those winds for you so that you can abandon your plan. And then finally, my brothers and my sisters, for I have usurped too much of your time. The last thing I want to say is, not only does God, I'm sorry, something came up on the screen. Not only does God provide, oh gosh, oh my God, beloved, give me one second. Give me one second. Not only does God, not only does God send salvation to not only does God provide in the midst of the storm, but then 
Beloved, look at Paul. He says that not one hair on your head will be harmed. The centurion said that they were going to kill everybody, but one centurion was determined to get them their safe. I don't know what it is, but uh, there was something about Paul. Maybe it was in the way he spoke of Yahweh. In the midst of the storm. Uh, maybe it was um, the way he broke bread and worshiped Yahweh mm, in the midst of the storm. Uh, maybe it was uh, the faith he displayed mm, in the midst of the storm uh, that made the centurion say, uh, I got to save you. I, I got to see you through. I, I got to be there for you, my brother. But uh, I saw about to tell you firmly, beloved, that uh, he'll make your enemies your footstool in the midst of the storm. <laughs> and they are right. For they who were determined, um, Paul went on the ship as a prisoner. You don't hear me. <laughs> Joseph went in jail as a prisoner. <laughs> you don't hear me. David went into, uh, into uh, Saul's house as a singer and a musician. <laughs> you don't hear me. David went into, Daniel went into uh, Nebuchadnezzar as a prisoner. <laughs> and he all right. <laughs> you don't hear me. But in the midst of this storms, God provided for them. God made the enemies look after them. God made the enemies take care of them. God made the enemies their footstool. And I stopped by to tell somebody that in the midst of the storm, God is making your enemies your footstool. In the midst of the storm, those who hated you will help you. Those who love you will turn and love you. Those who put you down will be made to pick you up. I stopped by to tell somebody this morning, stay on board when the ship gets rough. Stay on board when the storm gets rough. Stay on board. Don't abandon ship yet. Don't abandon the plan now. Stop by tell somebody. Look at your body. In spite of how things look, in spite of what's being said, in spite of what was happening, people told nobody, get out of the place. Get off. Abandon ship. But then he made it to South Carolina. The big state of South Carolina. An old, old, old man, old congressman. The comrade said, Jim, the we know Joe, and now look, he's made it safely ashore. I stopped by to tell somebody when the storm gets rough, when the storm gets tough, when the winds are blowing, when the night is dark, you can't see the daylight. Stay on board, stick with the Lord. Watch what the text says. The text says, Good God Almighty. The text says, When they realized where they were, they cut. The anchors, and that's another sermon, and began to head out for land, uh, hoping and praying that they would run aground. 
It says, as the ship began to break up, the centurion cut loose the prisoners. He said, now, first of all, I want those of you who are strong swimmers. I want you to jump into the sea and swim ashore. Sometimes you got to realize that uh, if you're a strong swimmer, you got to go ahead and swim ashore. See, he wanted the strong swimmers to swim ashore. So he could one, know the distance, but two, so that when others came, they could come out to meet them. So sometimes when you make it safely to the shores, you got to stand in the waiting water and help somebody who's adrift on and you got to help somebody who's barely making it come on in. Sometimes you got to go back into the water and get somebody else. And it says that after those strong swimmers started out, the ship began to break up. And some made it on broken boards, and some made it on broken pieces, but they all made it together. I stopped to tell somebody, yes, we'll make it through COVID-19. Yes, we made it through Donald Trump. Some made it swimming, some made it on broken pieces, some made it running, some made it crawling, some made it crying, some made it kicking. Some made it screaming, but good God Almighty, we made it. Thank God Almighty, we made it. I'm so glad we made it. I'm so glad he didn't abandon us. I'm so glad he told us to stay on board. He's fighting for truth. He's fighting for justice. He's fighting for love. He's fighting for unity. No matter how bad the storm is, no matter how restless the sea is, there's a God who sits high and looks low. There's a God with all power in his hand. There's a God who made us, who, who knows us, who formed and fashioned us while we were yet. And our mother's womb. Hanging. And you'll find at sea. That there is salvation in the storm. That God has a plan for your problem. And that he will take your storm and use it to make your enemies your footstool. But you cannot you cannot abandon ship. You have to stay on board. You have to put up with some stuff. You have to be tossed to and fro. You have to be talked about. You have to be lied on. You have to be misrepresented, misled. You have to be betrayed. You have to go through some hurts and some pain, some ups and some downs. But stay on board. Whether you make it swimming or drifting on board, God will see you safely to distant shores. Amen. God bless you. Amen. God bless you. Amen, God bless.